Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight, I'm Peter, that is Tim, and we are going to talk about the best Halloween sequel. It's called Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. It's a bold statement. <laughs> Do you disagree? Oh, and first of all, there will be, be spoilers for Halloween 4 and all the previous Halloween films as well, I, I imagine, might you know, get mentioned. So, Tim... Do you disagree with that statement? Oh, definitely. I'd say of the four we watched, this is my least favorite. Oh, not Tim. Oh, God, no. What? What's... No, no. You oh. actually like this? I'm actually, like, super surprised. This oh, kind of sucked. No. Oh, my God. Tim, no. What? Oh, uh... <laughs> oh my God. Explain yourself. What the, I don't. It was kind of boring. The storyline was pretty stupid. It wasn't like overly, you know, cheesy like the third one where it was enjoyable. I just thought it was kind of bland. And after I watched it, I was kind of like, you know, when I started getting towards the end, I was like checking my watch, but like, all right, is this over yet? <laughs> I, I'm. I'm speechless. I don't, <laughs> I don't, oh, I wasn't expecting this. Oh, uh, really, I'm surprised you like it so much. It's I, and there really wasn't anything that like stood out to me uh, about it. <laughs> it seemed like a very like I don't know, like safely generic by the numbers kind of you know horror oh. sequel. Well, I'll give you this, right? It is a bit more generic than Halloween 1 and 2, right? Because mm-hmm. it is very much more of a... Like, you know, slasher movies are a big hit. We want to make Michael Myers uh, great again, <laughs> to paraphrase a <laughs> <laughs> um, thing. Um, and... But, here, here's here's the thing, right? Okay. I actually really like the plot of Halloween 4. Really? I really like the plot of Halloween 4. And I think it makes the perfect trilogy with 1 and 2. Okay. Uh, for reasons we'll, I'll properly get into when we get to the ending. Um, mm. But I like I think it explores a lot of interesting ideas. I love this idea that it's a 10-year anniversary of the first night, that you know, mm. the first movie, that, that night of all these murders. And I love the idea that everyone's aware of them now. Like, the first movie yeah. comes in and no one knows he's there. Like, Donald, you know, uh, Loomis knows he's around and he's, like, trying to hunt him and he's, he's talking to the sheriff. But this time, the entire town knows who he is. They know about these events. Mm-hmm. And I love this build of him getting to the town and the journey there and, like, is he coming to the town and the the characters kind of, when they hear he's there, like, there's an angry mob that forms with shotguns and is like... That was cool. I'll, I'll give you that. You know, I like that. I, I like the whole... We're waiting for the the asshole. Mm-hmm. We're going to hold up in a house. We're going to board the windows. We're going to sit with shotguns and we're going to mm-hmm. protect the target. Like, I love mm-hmm. what it does. I love that it takes these elements and subverts them to a point where it's not the same movie as the first one. Arguably, it feels a bit more generic in terms of the filmmaking. It's not as uh, suspenseful. Like, I'll, I'll definitely give you that. There's a reason why Halloween yeah. one's like a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I guess the like the two main characters, uh, you know, the um, uh, two sisters, or uh, I don't know if you would say like adopted sisters, whatever. I believe, um, I believe the term they use in the movies, foster sisters. 
Foster Sisters, yeah. Um, I just didn't really find them that compelling, and it feels so super forced uh, that, you know, that the little girl is, um, you know, Michael Myers' niece. It's just like... Look, I, I I will concede that it's somewhat somewhat forced that element, um, mm. and that Laurie's just like presumed dead. Looks, I think I think this issue's in a car accident or something like that. Well, I I was gonna ask you because I I don't know, like I didn't remember if like if there was like a minute or two where maybe I zoned out or something, but I, I was just kind of like, yeah, did they ever? mention what happens to Laurie or no, it's just it, like it's just no it's just implied that she's dead because like uh because Jamie who named after Jamie Lee Curtis fairly enough well I'm assuming she is I mean it seems like oh. much too much of a coincidence that it's not but makes sense yeah uh like it's just kind of a, like she's the last line she's this is why Michael's coming after her because she's the the relative that's left yeah. um and then just like no don't get me don't get me wrong Tim right I can never agree yeah. with that complaint because it is like it's very much a case of right. Jamie Lee Curtis didn't want to come back. What's the plot going to be? And they wrote from there. I assume. I, I I've not, I've not looked that up to find out, but I'm assuming that's what this was. I'm assuming she didn't want to come back for whatever reason, and they thought mm-hmm. right, let's write a story without her. So we want to continue the idea of them coming after a relative. But I thought yeah. that even even the idea that she was a relative in the first place in Halloween Two was clunky, enforced. Yeah. So you know. I give you that. Um. So to me, that's just kind of like an extension of that. It's like whatever, like, and at least with that, this one, it's not a twist. Like two thirds into the movie, it's just like right here, she's she's niece. Deal with it. Let's move on. Let's have a film. Yeah, and then the other thing that kind of bugs me, and I feel like this happens in like all the big franchises where there's always a sequel with like a a child, and then there's always like some type of like like either weird. Like either like a psychic bond or like a weird thing where the villain's trying to like take them over or something, and so it just like you know when they're kind of like like delving into like you know if like uh, kind of towards the beginning of the movie when it's like I don't know if she's having dreams or if she's like seeing like weird visions of them, but I don't know that kind of stuff kind of annoys me. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's a psychic bond. I think that's. That's a weird interpretation. And, well, I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying that's what they're doing in this movie. I'm just saying that, like in general, like in these big franchises, I feel like there's always like some movie where there's like a child and the villain's like trying to take over. Uh, but their, I don't. Like... I don't think the villain is though. I think Michael just wants to kill her. I think Michael's intentions yeah. this entire film is to kill her. Yeah. I I think I have I have a completely different read on what's going on there, but I don't want to talk about it until we get to the end. For obvious. Okay. Reasons. Well, I mean. Okay, well, I'm not really, again, trying to say that that's necessarily what going on, what's going on, but there's always, like, some type of, I don't know, weird thing with, like, a villain and a kid. I, I don't know. It just seems like a, a weird trope for these big franchise movies. I think this one does it way better. Like, it, I don't think it fits exactly into what you're saying, but I think I can see where you're coming from. I can see where yeah. you're sort of, like, I can, I'm thinking of the examples in the other franchises that you're, like, you know, <laughs> aligning this with. I think this does this way better than... In this I mean, movie, it's, right? We're not I, talking. About, we're not talking about Halloween Five. I want to make that clear for anyone watching this who thinks I'm including Halloween Five in this conversation. I, still, I will talk about Halloween Five <laughs> when we talk about Halloween Five. That's a different I, matter. I still haven't uh, seen that one, uh, but yeah, I actually I did watch uh, Nightmare Five yesterday, The Dream Child, <laughs> and 
I don't know. It, it's it's just a, a weird thing to me. There's yeah. always like eventually there's always one movie with, with like like where a kid's involved. Yeah, but I, didn't, I, I don't I don't feel like this this did the same thing that those other examples did. Yeah, I mean, like, like it's focus, at least better than them. But yeah, like the focus yeah. and the, the way because she's still a victim in this. She's still. You know, mm-hmm. and if anything, I thought that was interesting. That what if the main target is actually like ten, you know, or nine, or whatever age she is. Yeah, I guess. Ah, <laughs> oh, Timmy, you're really disappointing here. Um, I also love the relationship between uh, Michael and Loomis in this one. Loomis going yeah. on the hunt, who sounds like a complete uh, like he sounds like a, like a nut job who thinks the apocalypse oh, yeah. is coming the entire time. He's like, he's not. That's not a man. It's not here well, anymore. Well, I, I don't remember um, in the when we watched the second one. Did we know that Loomis survived, or oh, no, no? Did they? They didn't say. They didn't say. They didn't, they didn't specify. Okay. We just kind of assumed he died because of what happened. And seriously, Tim, you have less of a problem with this than you do about uh, Laurie having a daughter. Like seriously, that Loomis is still alive after that <laughs> ending of Halloween no. too. <laughs> Come on, there's there's a lot of crazy stuff here, but I do kind of like that. Like Loomis is almost like as unkillable. Yeah, like he's like kind of like on the opposite spectrum. Like he's like, yeah, he can. uh, He's he's like a force of nature. He's like the yin to the yang. He's he's the balance in the force. He is the Luke Skywalker to the Darth Vader that is the shape. (laughs) But uh, he is still like like pretty banged up in this now he has like the burnt face and like he's kind of walking with a limp uh, yeah but it's kind of funny though that he yeah. he was literally the center of that explosion and he got out of it with a, <laughs> a couple of burns and a limp you know was, uh dear that said though i do obviously the whole idea is that michael's unkillable so whatever yeah he's sure he survived right but i do like i do like the interesting question that loomis poses because i love the scene at the uh like the the garage, you know, the it's like an auto part station, and like Loomis arrives there, and Michael's already there, and he's killed a guy. He gets his jumpsuit there, and I love that moment. Is that why like Loomis went there? Because he you know he was like, I, he's going to be looking for a jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's on the road to Haddonfield because he knows that that's yeah. where he'll probably be going. Right. So this is that just on sense. the road. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and like I, I love that Loomis just tries to talk to him. Like yeah. he doesn't get scared, he doesn't run away. He does eventually try and shoot him, of course, but he, he, he like leaves the town alone. Like why, why, why now? Why did you wait ten years? You, like he just believes he could have got up at any time that he wanted to. And in a weird way, he's probably the closest thing Michael has to like a but, friend, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> or it's, it's like the, yeah, obviously they're not, but the closest. Yeah. Um, I, now I do I, have a question about the gas station scene. Okay. I. I I did not understand what caused that explosion. Did he just like run over something? Like uh, it when... was a, there was a power cable. So I think it's a power cable when he's uh, leaving. And and if you just run over a power cable, that makes an explosion. I think there was a like some of the gas was on the. I was leaking. Like remember, Loomis was just. Uh... Uh, By the way, this is a really weird thing to notice. But have you ever seen a car where the uh, the access to the the tank is behind the license plate? Um, because no, no. Loomis' yeah. car when he, when he goes to put in the the nozzle, he pulls down the license plate and he puts it in there. I'm like, oh, that's fancy. Yeah, no, I've, I haven't seen that before. Secret, secret, secret entrance. 
Yeah. Um, but oh, oh, I, honestly, I, I'd have you know what I'd have to watch it. And it's one of those things where I'm just so like I've seen this movie like twenty yeah. times. I'm just so used to the gas station exploding that I don't even remember. Like it, I it gloss just, over it. Yeah, it, it was just strange because like I watched it and then like I rewound it because I was like, oh, did he hit something that I didn't notice? Let me just try it. And then like, I mean, maybe I had to rewind like you know further back, like a full minute or something Pro- to see. Not. Like probably not, but. But I was just watching. I was like, "Huh, that's that's weird." This, <laughs> like, it, it I it's, couldn't it, tell what was going on. It's such and a, also the it's such an over the top and explosion, and you even see Loomis sort of like dive yeah. in <laughs> slow motion into like some like you know uh, garbage that's lying around. It's, yeah. it's like, um, also the idea of Michael Myers just like driving a pickup truck kind of makes me laugh. Yeah, he did drive in the first movie though, so, so the driving is not a new thing. It's just the sure. the type of car. Uh, <laughs> Which leads to uh, Loomis running into this preacher guy who's like an alcoholic, oh, yeah. and well, the whole hitchhiking stuff kind of made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like a weird comedy scene of yeah, like out of a different movie. But I kind of enjoy it because I think Loomis, he's always the craziest guy in the room talking about Michael. That I like yeah. the scene where he was in a in a car with someone who was crazier than he was. Yeah, and he's just sort of sitting there like. Aye, yeah, the the apocalypse is coming. Aye, and like, and for a second, it kind of seemed like maybe he almost like weirdly thought they were on the same page because I th- yeah, I think like the the preacher song like starts off with like, oh, I can tell like you're on the hunt, like you're yeah, after, yeah. and he's and yeah, you can tell like Loomis is kind of like, oh, like you know, like, <laughs> but then like, but then he quickly is kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, you're talking yeah. about something else yeah he's talking about satan he's on the hunt for satan <laughs> which i mean you could argue michael's kind yeah. of that i guess i don't yeah. uh, but no I, I like all this build up to him coming to the town and i yeah we have you have we have rachel sort of looking after uh jamie and taking her halloween costume sort of, and she buys the costume that michael wore at the start of the first movie uh which is your first sign of things here what a um, coincidence. it's not a coincidence <laughs> it's fate or some type of destiny bond kind of thing something working our way Hmm. in our mind (laughs) Hmm. wait till we get to the end Terry wait till we get to the end I have my own feelings on the ending and it all connects to this of course so yeah so Rachel takes Jamie out to trick or treat and she's got a boyfriend who's a douchebag who ends up going to uh, shack up with the the sheriff's daughter instead. Which, by the way, yeah. like, how many... Because like, these teens are, what, like, 17, maybe? Like, around that age. Yeah. Or they're supposed to be. They all look like they're 25, but, you know. Yeah. Um, and they're having, like, sex in, like, her house. But there's, like, how many teenagers at 17 who are having sex are doing it with a bottle of wine and a roaring fireplace? You know? <laughs> um, I, call, know I guess... The- call me crazy, but, you know... Teenage sex is more often like you know a quickie behind a bush than it is oh, yeah. in front of a fireplace. You know. Well, I mean, uh, these are classy yeah, they, teenagers. Classy. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, like these are like the rich, like preppy, little jerky teenagers. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Um. But yeah, so so Michael comes to town. Michael, Michael. Uh, it's funny because there's a scene where like you know uh, Loomis gets there. And he's he gets to the, the sheriff's and he's like he's looking for the sheriff in the first movie and like yeah he retired like eight years ago <laughs> like, what, are you, what are you doing he's like I'm the sheriff now he's like okay we can get that actor back good right we, we've learned that yeah. <laughs> and he very quickly like 
convinces them that Michael's in town and that they should go look for things. But I like that, like the sheriff, like questions it for like a little bit, but he has to take it seriously because everyone here. It's not like, you know, because everyone here remembers that night. It's only been ten years, so it's all enough time. Different people are in positions, but everyone there who's been living there remembers what it was like that night. You know, some of them may have even lost a, a son or a brother or whatever, and. And a lot of people are like tastefully wearing yeah. those costumes. Which, you know, what's funny, like, so that scene when they when they arrive because they they go looking for Jamie because you know Loomis is smart enough to figure that's what Michael's gunning for, and they they find them out in the street after the trick or treating, and there's like three guys with like Michael Myers masks, <laughs> and Loomis oh. is like, uh, I'm like, I, all I could think of was the scene from Halloween too when they seen someone Two, in a yeah. mask, and he was about <laughs> to shoot him, and then a guy get kicked by the car, and he burned alive <laughs> and I was just thinking oh god Lewis is going to go on a murder in the street here <laughs> he's like you know what can't take chances all of them you know I would actually I might have preferred like that movie where like Loomis is the psycho and he just like every everyone he sees is just looks like Michael Myers <laughs> <laughs> I would enjoy that I'm not going to lie I'm not going to lie I would, I would get into that mm-hmm. movie um, but no, that's funny though I was thinking the same thing I was like oh those poor kids like don't they know like people that dress up uh like Michael, like Michael Myers. meet a yeah. very over the top fate. So yeah, uh, but no, I like the you know the, the, let's go to the sheriff's house. Let's you know board up the windows. Let's like because because at this point they've already went to the, the police station and the cops have been massacred. Michael Myers went in there apparently at the Terminator and like killed yeah. several cops, which I'm yeah. kind of upset we didn't see that scene. Like if I'm going to yeah, like. Because I think if I make a complaint about this movie is that, like I say, the suspenseful stuff is kind of missing from a lot of it. And a lot of that is the build-up to the kills. I feel like there's a lot of deaths in this movie where we just find the bodies after the fact. Yeah, it's... uh, I feel like there wasn't a ton of, like, satisfying kills, really. There's a couple couple I really like, but... Yeah, but... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's what was kind of lacking for me. Um... I love the thumb in the head. That's okay. That's a quality one. I also love when the sheriff's daughter gets it that Michael, like, because this is when he's pretending to be the deputy and he's like in the rocking chair. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then she see, she sees the dead deputy and realizes what's going on and he stands yeah. up and you know the music kicks in. It's a really great moment. And yeah. he turns around and I love this. I love this about Michael Myers. He's holding a shotgun. Yes. But instead yes. of shooting her, he decides that he would rather impale her with it. <laughs> okay, I will admit that was amazing. I. Like that was awesome, <laughs> like that, like that whole scene, just the, um, like the creepy rocking and then getting up and then also like you see that I'm kind of thinking like I wonder how long he was like sitting there, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then like uh, but yeah, and I see when you see him with a shotgun and, and I was and it was kind of weird. I was like, oh, like is he gonna like shoot someone? I don't think we've seen that before, but no, nope. uh, <laughs> right he, through his stomach. Uh, he's anti guns, Michael. Say, say what you want about him. He, he he's not a fan of guns. He likes to impale. You don't, you don't you don't feel the killing your hands the same way, you know. Yeah, no, not a fan of the ranged uh, <laughs> style, but uh, no, I think mm-hmm. that's a great kill. Um, I do enjoy the the boyfriend, ex boyfriend, you know, douchebag. Uh, try to stand up to Michael and like throwing some punches. Don't get me wrong; it's not Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, like you know, boxing guy getting his head knocked off. But it's yeah, you know, I enjoyed the scene. And then you know, him chasing them up to the roof, and then chasing them to the school. Uh, 
and of course that's where Loomis is like back in the picture but then because and I, I love the, the feeling of that they're so isolated because the rest of the police force has been taken out and a lot of the sheriff and Loomis stuff is like them trying to get like like reinforcements trying to get like people the the National yeah. Guard or whoever they're calling the state troopers and like I don't know I, I just love the I love the the gist of the movie I love the pacing I, I love the the setup I love the fact that it's uh, like it is all like let, let's try and hold our ground and then when that goes to shit they, they you know run to the school and it goes elsewhere mm-hmm. and then when it feels like they've got out and like the the gang of like uh, let's say gang the, you know, the hillbillies with the shotguns who are all hunting <laughs> Michael <laughs> who get very who accidentally kill someone by the way uh, there was someone who gets accidentally killed because someone yeah. thinks they see Michael in a bush and they all just open fire predator style and then they go up and check who it is and it's like you know a random teenager yeah and they're like yeah they really should have thought about that guys again this is why Michael Myers is against guns because mistakes yeah. like this happen you know for sure that Michael when he killed that girl with that shotgun he intended to kill that girl with that shotgun now, now if you do do these kills do they count as part of like Michael's body count? What the accidental ones from other people? Yeah, because I mean, like you know, they they wouldn't have been shooting him if if he wasn't causing all the mischief. If I'm racking up, place. if I'm racking up slasher movie kills, no. But if okay. I was in the world and I was talking about deaths that night, probably. Okay. You know, I would like yeah, that's just part of this this tragedy claimed all these lives, even if Michael himself didn't kill that one person. Yeah. But if I'm going to say Michael killed X amount of people in this movie versus an X movie or versus Jason and his movie, like I would just count the ones he killed. Yeah. Okay. That's curious. Uh, not that I've thought a lot about it. It was just you asked me <laughs> and I I came up with an internal logic. But anyway, there's yeah. a great moment, see when Michael shows up in the, the school mm-hmm. and he throws Loomis out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I don't know why this happened or why they even had this in their possession. But if you're paying t- attention in that one shot where he throws him out the window, Michael Myers' hair and his mask is white. Huh. And I always I notice, notice it now. It. It's, it's one of these things where you might not notice it, but once you have noticed it, you'll never not see it. Uh. And I, I don't know why. Like, why did they have a white-haired version of the mask just sitting around yeah. why did the actor or the stunt double maybe in this scene since he's throwing someone through a window like like why why did it exist why yeah. is it there it, <laughs> I don't get it's it it's like it's very clearly white like it's not like a weird like light thing like, nah like I mean it may not be exact. it may be a light grey but it's like definitely but it's not definitely, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's not you know that's, the usual colour that's weird I might have to go back and look at that but yeah I don't know it's what it's it's one of those uh, things where once I noticed it, it's every time I see it, I just like God, what was with that shot? Um, you don't think it was like Michael saw something and got really scared for a second? I love that explanation, <laughs> Timmy. It's not that, but I love it. He's like, want... oh, Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, actually, speaking of the skill, I want to go back to uh, towards the start of the movie and just how awful the other children are. At Jamie's oh, school. Yeah. Um, now, it's one thing saying... I can't remember the first thing they sing at her. Um, but the yeah. second thing they sing at her as she's walking away is, Jamie's an orphan. And I'm like, yeah, what, what is wrong hell? with you children? Yeah. Like, I, I remember, like, you know, growing up, like, kids could be, like, you know, jerks sometimes. But, like, I feel like there was, like, you know, lines that you would never cross, you know? Yeah, there, there, you know, there was... Like, even amongst kids, there's certain things that you just you you know not to push buttons at. 
Yeah, it's so strange. <laughs> I was like, you kids are awful. Like, I hope she comes back and kills you later, you little brat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've, you've earned it. Um, but hey-ho. Uh, so yeah, uh, and also, <laughs> I loved it when they think they get away. So, so Rachel and Jamie go in this truck with these guys uh, who are going to get them out of town. And I love that Michael apparently is like James Bond and is like, you know, under the car the whole time and then like climbs up. And then there's this wonderful scene where he's like just like killing them in the back of this truck and like the guy in front doesn't hear any of it. Now I get that, you know, you're on a truck, you know, it's relatively noisy, but not that noisy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not that noisy. Oh dear. And of course, uh, mm. they eventually stop. She runs over him, and then that's when the sheriff and all the other uh, state troopers or whoever like just blast him yeah. into smithereens. And you think that's the end of the movie, but there's one more scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Loomis is back at the house with uh, the foster parents. Everyone's there, and uh, Jamie's foster mother goes up to make her a bath because you know she's, she's dirty. She's been rolling around in the mud, climbing on roofs, yeah. and all that yeah. sort of thing, and. Uh, we get a POV kill sequence much like the start of the first movie and when Loomis goes up the stairs he sees Jamie standing there with the clown mask on same costume covered in blood holding a knife actually no it's holding a pair of scissors I do apologise which is actually kind of cool I I like that it's a slightly different weapon Um, and she's standing there all bloody and Loomis just starts screaming no like he he knows what this is and like everyone else just looks shocked and that's the end of the movie the Halloween theme plays and it's this big moment I love this ending and I think it's the perfect ending to the series and it should have ended here. This should have been the last one. Because the way I read this, Timmy, is not so much a psychic okay. bond, necessarily. Okay. Um, I read this as Michael wanted to kill her. Like, Michael was trying... He wasn't trying to get to her so he could do anything else with her. He wanted to kill her. Okay. But I think... Cause, now, the next movie ruins this. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> okay. But assuming the next movie doesn't exist, and I do when I watch this, uh, when Michael dies the evil passes on, right? Yeah. Uh, wh- whatever's inside him, whatever made him the way he was, passes on to her. Uh, mm-hmm. pro- because she is related or whatever, I, you know, I don't know. But I love this ending. I love this, like, full circle, this idea that evil never dies. Even if you kill the body, it's still there. And that's why Loomis is screaming. That's why Loomis is terrified of what he's seeing, is that it doesn't matter because like, he kept calling Michael it throughout the film he's like it's going to Haddonfield it's not a man it's pure evil yeah. like it's almost like he sees in her eyes it again you know whatever it is and uh, I love it yeah. uh, I, I can see that that's uh, that's, actually, that's definitely pretty interesting uh, I did like the ending um, like I I don't know if it necessarily justifies like the character and like the plot for me like like i do think it was the best ending for this movie and what we had but it's still like you know it doesn't make me kind of like go back and be like oh like i really love this now but i mean it is cool like they do they did go like full circle and Mm. i've also like i think this is very different i think this and halloween 2 approach it in a very different way i think halloween 2 tries to mimic the style of the first film and it does it fairly well it's obviously not as good and it's not john carpenter you know but it, it tries to have the same type of suspense it's filmed in the same aspect ratio yes i said aspect ratio get over it uh whereas this one is not the same aspect ratio and it's not got the same sensibilities this one's more of a fun slasher movie as opposed to trying to be like a suspenseful you know creepy slasher movie but i think it 
it kind of works in that way because it's like a return 10 years later. It's a different generation that's watching it or the generation that did watch it grew up, that kind of thing. Um, it feels like a an evolution. It's a lot of fun. But don't get me wrong. I think the first Halloween works at its best as a standalone film. You know, when I watched the first Halloween, I don't really consider the sequels. I just consider that on its own. And then after that, you sort of choose, well, yeah, okay, I, I like some sequels. And two and four, I feel, make a pretty good trilogy with it. Um, yeah, I mean, if it, if it was going to be a, a trilogy, um, it, it wouldn't be bad. Um, definitely the first one is amazing. Obviously. And also, like, yeah. Like, then, no one can dispute that. Yeah, and uh, and I really like the second one. Like, you know, we talked about that, and uh, you know, we were both pretty big fans and positive about that. And uh, and I also really like the third one, even though it's its own different thing, and it's a much crazier style. I don't know. I, I guess maybe this, like, it, I, I, I'm not gonna say it's like terrible, and especially as like you know, like franchise sequels go, like. Um, you know, there's definitely ones that are a lot worse, but it still just didn't really do much for me. I don't know. That's a shame, because I love this one. I yeah. like it more than two. Um, I like it a lot more than three. Um, although I will say I this, think... I will say this to me, not to sort of spoil my uh, thoughts on uh, the next couple, okay. but when you're watching five, you'll be begging for four. <laughs> and then when you watch six, you'll be begging for five. Yeah. That, this, wow. is, this is where we're going with this, Timmy. This is okay. the slope we're going to be on. Yeah, I I think uh, you know I feel like I, I say this a lot, but like again, I'm just not like as big on like slashers and stuff, and they kind of have to usually go like kind of like one extreme for me, where you know it has to either be like you know really kind of like creepy and, and awesome, like the first you know the first Halloween is, or it has to be like really like over the top and cheesy and. You know, you get like a really fun cheese fest or something. And when you have a movie like this that uh, I feel like kind of falls in the middle, like it's not really like overly cheesy or anything. So I'm not, you know, having a a good time. May, you know, you know, like a bad movie. But honestly, it could, it may just be as simple as it is more of a sort of 80s slasher movie than it is a Halloween movie. But I like yeah. those, so it's like that mixed with Halloween. So for me, that's like, yeah, this is fun. Um, yeah. I could I happily have more Halloween movies like this, and that's not what five is. I don't think. I think five <laughs> is a five pisses away the ending of this. It is so it's such a shame. Um, I remember seeing four for the first time um, on TV when I was like twelve, I think something yeah. like that. Um, and I remember like oh being really excited and loving it, and like it was on at midnight, you know, one night, and I like watched it. I'd never seen it before. It was. I just I really enjoyed it. It was fun, and I went straight out to the video store the next day because I was like, "There's a fifth one. I need to see how that continues." <laughs> so pumped, and I just like watching it. And it five does because four in a weird way is also kind of a reboot, and and you'll see what I mean when you watch five and how four kind of like kickstarted the franchise again, and how they because it was successful in 1988, they wanted to immediately make a fifth and go on and. I'll talk about that a bit more when we talk about five, but five does some things that it feels like the mistakes that a second movie makes rather than, you know, random numbered like in. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's probably another problem too is, um, you know, I I don't have uh, as much of the, um, 
like a uh, lover nostalgia of, of the Halloween movies as you do. Um, it, it's just one of those weird things where there's a word like, for, um, there's a phrase for this actually, Timmy. Yeah, it's What's called that? filthy casual. That's what you are, Timmy. You're a filthy casual. Um, all right. <laughs> what for Halloween? Or <laughs> oh, just horror movies in general. Uh, no. <laughs> I've definitely seen more than you, but I was never... Uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not the quantity, Timmy. It's not the quantity. How many have, have you watched uh, for October, by the way? Because I'm almost up to 80 at this point. Just, you know, curious. Some of us... Okay, point proven. Some All of right, us... So anyway... Whoa! How much? How much we've watched this month is not how much we've seen in life. And even then, I would argue that quantity is not the issue, Timmy. Quantity is not, not the sure, the defining factor. Well, but anyway, back like uh, to my original point before is very rudely insulted. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, no, I, I just never really. Uh, I don't know. I just again prying up. Probably due to my love of, or my not huge love of uh, slashers. Growing up, I never really watched um, many of the Halloween movies. I, I think maybe I probably saw the first Halloween in like maybe like high school or something, and um, I think maybe I watched the second or third one after that. But I don't know. I was just I, I just had other franchises growing up, I guess. So I just don't really come at it from like a you know a place of nostalgia, I guess. So it probably hampers it a little bit. Okay. Um, I want a t-shirt now that says uh, didn't see Halloween till high school. Filthy casual. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the only horror movie. You Tim, know? Tim, I'm, I'm jesting. I'm just, Tim, I, I don't want you to feel like I'm attacking your horror knowledge and or history. I mean, I am, but I don't want you to feel like it. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, this was a bombshell. You know, I'm actually terrified now that we're going to watch five, and you're going to be like, "Oh, five was great. Five was much better than four. Uh, I, you... I still stand by my. Uh, I, I think I said on the when we did number three, I'll still stand by that. That's my favorite Halloween sequel. Or even worse, if you like six. Jeez. Although we won't find that is... out until next next year because we're only doing up to five this year. Six onwards is going to be next October. So. Is um is six H two O? No, no, no. That's seven. Okay. Six right, is the... Curse of Michael Myers, and it is starring none other than a young Paul Rudd. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought that was five. Oh crap. Oh no 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 uh, no 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 no. no. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen six either. Then, because I know, because basically, I I I think I uh, you know saw like the first Halloween probably sometime in, in high school and then um you know at that point you're old enough to you know be going to the movies and going to see r-rated movies and stuff so i'm pretty sure i saw uh, h2o when it came out um oh you're also so. older than me too as well then apparently <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i was not uh, old enough to see h2o when it came out <sighs> if uh, if i didn't see it in theaters i'd probably you know rented it pretty quickly after but don't, don't I, get I me wrong like something i would have seen I seen it pretty quick. Like I seen it when it hit video, or if not video, yeah. then certainly when it hit cable, like a year later. I I definitely seen H two O around then, yeah. but because it was kind of it was that weird time in my life where I was into more adult movies, like horror movies and stuff, and like R rated stuff. 
but I was clearly not old, like looking old enough to go <laughs> and see them. Like, cause, yeah. cause, you know, obviously, I, I grew up in the UK, and we don't have this, oh, you can go with an adult if you're under the age. No, no, if it's an 18, you need to be 18. If it's yeah. a 15, you need to be 15. So I'm like 11, you know. I can, <laughs> I can get into a 12, you know, I look old enough for that, but... Eh. Yeah. Oh, that, that's true. Um, I, I feel like I had a thought, and then I was like, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> right, so filthy casual with horror, filthy casual with thought process. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was like, oh, that's, that sounds like that might be a better rating system than ours, but I was like, eh. Nah, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's funny. I mean, we could actually play a whole episode <laughs> one day about just how the rating systems in both the US and the UK have changed over the years because yeah. there was a time, like, see, see in the 80s and 90s, especially the early 90s, <laughs> almost everything that was R-rated would be an 18. Uh, nasty. It, you know, and obviously, the one thing I do like about the UK rating system over the US one is that it's a lot simpler to understand. 18, you know what that means. 15, yeah. you know what that means. Like, I mean, not that it's hard to remember that, you know, R-rated is 17, but, you know, it's just, it's not obvious at first glance, if you've never seen them before. Yeah. Um, but, you know, 12 is a 12, now it's PG and whatever. Um, but I feel like people don't care at all anymore. Like, I'll just, like, I'll go see a horror movie, like an R-rated movie now, and I'll just, like, look over and there'll be, like, a two-year-old in the seat <laughs> yeah. next to me. I feel like just no one cares. And uh, So, yeah, almost everything that was R-rated would be an 18 and almost everything that was a PG 13 would be a 15 and the odd one might be a 12 depending on how it works because obviously it's not like there's just a a, a translation where they go well it's this so that equals this it's like we like the UK has its own uh you know not it's not called the MPAA it's called the BBFC but they do the same thing where they review it and they look at it and say no it gets this rating and but nowadays you hardly ever see 18s like almost every yeah. R rated movie that comes out is a 15 in the UK and uh, almost every PG-13 is a 12. So um, clearly the standards have changed and they're not like, oh, people are too you know, young or stupid for this and that. And, uh, yeah. So it's just this, it's oh, interesting how it's changed over the years. And plus the stuff they show on TV is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been watching, we've been reviewing actually, me and uh, Connor on Almost Cancelled, we've been reviewing... Supergirl. We have been reviewing Supergirl. That was not where I was going with this. Uh, we have been reviewing uh, Channel Zero, which oh, is how... yeah. it's very good. I recommend okay. it. If you're into horror, and you're into mystery, and you're into creepy imagery, I would highly recommend Channel Zero. It's three episodes in. It's a six-episode season. Uh, it's a standalone story. Season two will be a different story for different characters. So, you know, six oh, cool. episodes, self-contained. But anyway. Check it out. On the newest episode, without spoiling much, there's... Uh, a character who gets their uh, like a big hook like in their neck, and like you see it like cut, and it goes to the side view, and there's like blood spurting out of it, and it's like <laughs> now it's on basic cable, so it's not the same as network, I guess. But even Hannibal, yeah. when that was on, was doing all sorts of like disgusting stuff, and it's kind of like there's almost a point now where you can get like most of the stuff that would have got you a straight R rating in the eighties is now like ah oh, nah TV fourteen <laughs> sure yeah uh, it's just kind of funny yeah. how it it softens like that over time. Especially just because like, I feel like it's much, much, much easier for someone to like, you know, for a child to watch something on TV, uh, than it is for, you know, them to go to the movies. Like there's still a barrier, like when it comes to getting into the movie. 
Yeah, uh, obviously if it's on TV, they just turn on the channel and yeah. there it goes. Uh, so, but no, uh, we went on a <laughs> hell of a tangent there about rating systems and all sorts. But speaking of rating systems, we're going to yeah. rate Halloween 4. And this is going to be two vastly different numbers. I've got a sneaking suspicion. Uh, Tim, break my heart and give me your rating of Halloween 4. Well, at first I felt like I, I, I was... I felt kind of bad because I was like, oh, I was going to give this kind of a low score, but now I don't want Peter to feel bad. But then after <laughs> you, you come at me, like <laughs> like some kind of like, like I like disgraced your family honor or something. I don't, I don't know where this uh, vitriol is coming from. Uh, so now I don't feel as bad. But uh, I, I think my reading can kind of be summed up uh, as one of the kills in this movie where uh, Michael Myers <laughs> kills uh, that guy at the power plant where, oh yeah, you so- know, he just he, he just kind of like just throws a guy into the power lines but you know it, it feels like he's at that point it feels like he's not really trying he just feels very like meh which, which by the way that's that's Michael taking out the phone lines for the entire town he is yeah. that's a strategy Michael's got strategy <laughs> in this movie I love it <laughs> but I don't know like what it just kind of makes me laugh because it just seems like very lazy like you know he's yeah, he's not impaling with something he just kind of like is like yeah just <laughs> just throwing him off there but uh, that's how I kind of feel. I'm just kind of like, eh. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm going to give it a six. I think it's, I'd, I'd say it's better than average, but uh, especially in terms of like, you know, big franchise sequels, but uh, I, I still like wasn't crazy about it. Okay. Um, I give it a nice solid eight for me. Um, it's, I mean, we've been counting down our top 100 horror movies. It appeared on my list. Um, in the middle somewhere, I can't remember the exact number, but it was like in the forties or fifties. You know, I, I really like Halloween Four, so, uh, yeah, uh, recommendation for me. Maybe not so much from Tim. Uh, maybe you'll I stick mean, with if, him. I don't know. I, I mean, I would say if you're if you're watching the whole series, yeah, you know, definitely watch it. Like, don't skip it. But <laughs> don't skip it and watch five and six. Jesus Christ, what's wrong <laughs> with you people? <laughs> Well, like, I mean, if you get, like, you know, if you get, like, the box set or something and you're just, like, if you're, like, oh, should I watch every movie or should I pick and choose? Like, no, it's definitely worth watching. Honestly, like, I mean, I should be saving this for when we finish the series next year, but if you're going to just watch some of the movies, honestly, you're watching 1, 2, and 4 as a trilogy or you're watching 1, 2, and H2O as a trilogy. Um, And everything else you can pretty much disregard. 3 is kind of its own thing. You just watch that on its own whenever you feel like 3 because it's its own thing but because uh, H2O of course completely ignores 4, 5 and 6 and uh, uh, you know Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, Laurie's alive and well <laughs> yeah also I, I wonder if that would have uh, affected my enjoyment uh, as well too if it was like you know just a trilogy like if the, if 3 wasn't there because uh, it is like because I like Obviously, it doesn't have anything to do with three, but it is like this weird kind of break in your watching, you know. Uh, and, and like, I, I do love three, but I don't know. Maybe it would have been a, a little better served if you know it wasn't in between them. I don't know. Maybe, possibly. But that is Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers, and possibly the beginning of the end of this show, as me and Tim have started a rift that will never be repaired <laughs> and will only get wider as time goes on. Yeah. Just like Tim's legs. <laughs> are you are you like calling me a whore now? What, what is going on? 
Okay, well, to be fair, Timmy, men don't really open their legs to be a whore, so I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying you're a gymnast. Okay. And, and you're very good at it. You're, you're very, very flexible. Okay, well, I was forgiven then. <laughs> oh, got myself out of that. Uh, never dig yourself a, a hole with a, a rope to climb back up. That's all I'll say, folks. Never stand near a mine shaft when <laughs> there's an angry village after you. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. I kind of like how it is kind of the lynch mob from Frankenstein coming from Michael Myers yeah. uh, in a weird way. It's kind of a nice uh, well, play on that old trope. Well, uh, it, actually, there's a... Um, I just started getting into uh, this podcast uh, called My Favorite Murder. It's like a true crime podcast. Um, I'm just going to pause you for five seconds just to say, man, we're really tangent at the end of this. Continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, th- this will be really quick, but... Um, they were actually talking about a murder case. I forget which one it was. I want to say it's a Night Stalker, but I'm not completely sure. But um, basically, they're talking about like how the killer got caught was, uh, you know, like uh, some police were running his photo and someone recognized him at a store and like started screaming and the guy started running and people started chasing him and then more and more people started chasing him until it was kind of like the whole town was chasing this one guy and uh, it just kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Interesting. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, Screams After Midnight for one more episode. Uh, we're nearing the end of Halloween. In fact, this will be the second last episode that goes up because the last one will be Halloween 5, uh, which is a really sour note that we're going to end on, but uh, whatever. Maybe Tim will love it and we can have another fight. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but thank you very much for watching. Uh, check out our weekly Tales from the Crypt reviews. Me and Tim are going back and watching them every week. They go up every Sunday. Uh, you can find them on the Mild Fuzz TV channel. And I think that's us. Uh, obviously, check out all the other reviews we've done and stuff. Uh, it's been been a fun and long October. Very busy. Uh, I feel like... We've done so, done so much recording, and there's been so many TV shows that have started and stuff. And we had all of Black Mirror season three at the weekend. There, uh, it's everything's kind of cutting into my time to just binge horror movies, which is a shame. But at the yeah. same time, it's good to be busy, and it's been a blast working yeah. through all these extra movies. So, uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. So there's one more left for October. Yeah. So thank you very much, guys, uh, for watching. We will see you next time.